0: Everybody, welcome to Bo Boys for Monday, August thirtieth. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And uh, we had another great weekend at the box office this weekend, the weekend of the twenty seventh. And uh, I'm just gonna go into a plow.
1: Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's do some plowing. Number
0: one, Candyman. 22 million dollars in its first weekend overperforming. Number two, free guy, thirteen point one, a twenty nine percent drop. It is now in its third weekend at seventy-eight point nine million dollars. Number three, Paw Patrol the movie made six point six million, down only forty-nine percent, added a few theaters. It is now at $24.1 million in the second weekend. Number four, Jungle Cruise, $5 million, a minuscule drop of 21%. It is losing theaters. It lost about 205 theaters, but it is standing at $100 million. Number five, Don't Breathe Too, $2.8 million, down 43% losing a lot of theaters, 302 theaters lost. It is now at $24.6 million in its third weekend. And now Jungle Cruise, just to go back there real quick, this has been its fifth weekend. So it's $100 million in its fifth weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaway here is just this was a really good weekend for the box office. You know, you had... I think Candyman overperforming. I mean, definitely overperforming. Free Guy having another incredibly small drop. And Jungle Cruise getting over 100 on its way to probably ending up like getting over 110, I'm going to bet, in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, this is pretty much good news. Nothing came out that bombed. It's not like last week where we had... You know, Protege and Nighthouse and uh uh God what else? Reminiscence Reminiscence. You know, like the only big new movie that came out was a is a huge success. So this is it's good. I mean, you know, not to simplify it to just you know, good or bad, but this is pretty good.
0: Well, here's the thing, Candyman was supposed to only hit the mid teens, most likely. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe high teens, and it kept on moving up over the weekend. So, either good word of mouth, or it just it, people wanted to see this movie this weekend, and it wasn't super front loaded, which is great. Now, yeah. we don't know what the drop's going to be for it next weekend. We won't talk about next weekend yet because obviously, we want to celebrate the fact that this film, which had been on the shelf for a year and was held by Universal to go theatrical when they thought there was an audience for it i mean they this is a horror movie they easily could have burned off Mm -hmm. during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and they could have put it out and done the 17 day window like they did with a bunch of other films and they didn't do it and it was smart of them this is good on universal they were
1: smart with this move yeah and i mean this is this is a who is this a big win for? I mean, the 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 director of the movie, Need DaCosta, is already gonna be directing a Captain Marvel sequel. So before this even came out, she was set, but this is I would say this is huge for her. I mean, it's another even though he he is quote unquote just a co writer and producer on this, this is a huge win for Jordan Peel. I this mean it is really for just Jordan Peel, yeah. Yeah. It it really shows again that he has become a brand name you know he's in that he's getting in that m night territory where where it's just like he's the movie star above the title when he's uh, when he's a, a a part of these horror movies and this is good for august horror this mm-hmm. this is a good
0: weekend to put out horror movies it historically has been
1: Mm-hmm. And it continues to be, yeah. Well, because you were not getting. Has Labor Day, No Labor Day wouldn't have been the it weekend. It's always the 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 horror spot in in September has always been that weekend after Labor Day the last few years. But yeah, yeah. Late August, late summer horror has a place. It's like people are mentally gearing up for Halloween. You know, they don't want to just jump right into it without a warm-up so it is really necessary to have these you know late summer movies like a candyman to get people to get ready for what's coming in a couple of months
0: because the costume shops are firing up they're moving into the the empty storefronts that are usually not occupied the rest of the mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and then you're seeing those costumes start coming out mm-hmm and and that's and that's a good time to put these these movies out and it continues to be. So it is it is interesting there are so many different seasons for films where you would think, oh, okay, well, summer, not for horror, but it is.
1: It is. Late summer's horror, October's obviously horror, and early and it's the horror winter of is, going is traditionally going back to school.
0: I feel like that yes. is really what resonates is that feeling of of not wanting to go back to school yes yes and and the 18 to 34s because you know our, our our generation the younger generation they're still in school till they're till they're in their mid 30s they're right they're doing phds I mean and they don't yes. want to go back yes and so
1: you, you've got this is a perfect IP for that age group because you've got the the original Candyman came out what 92 93. So if you were a kid back then, now you're in your mid-30s, you're getting worried about having to go back to grad school in a couple of weeks, and this Candyman thing is like both comforting and gives you that release that you need right before you've got to go back to school, throw another, you know, 30 grand on your credit card and student loans. Like that's... I'm thinking about that,
0: your dissertation.
1: Right. Right, this is, yeah, Candyman is a big, like, two-hour break from dissertations. hmm Is Candyman success, and obviously we'll see what it does over the next few weeks, but this is a, a really good start. Is this a situation where maybe Candyman is revitalized as an IP? Because Candyman was never a huge IP amongst those horror icons in the past. Candyman was on that second tier, you know, that Hellraiser tier. It was never on the Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers tier.
0: No. I mean, there's, I mean, this, I feel like this movie will get a sequel because I couldn't believe the budget is, is too big.
1: Right. Right.
0: But it's whether people will have the same enthusiasm for more of this,
1: right, right, because there's there's the novelty that first time when you reboot something like Candyman, but the original series got to what three movies? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I but I I don't believe the third movie went to cinemas. I believe it was a direct to okay. to, to DVD situation. I I may be wrong. I do think Farewell to the Flesh did go to the theaters, which was the second one, but. I don't believe the third one was theatrically released. The, yeah. the thing with horror, too, is we aren't really in the realm of horror icons now anymore. It's more, I guess, something like Saw. You do have Jigsaw, but yes. the thing with that, those films are that it's the traps that really bring people in. It's the concepts, and, and with uh, Paranormal Activity, it's the idea of this is found footage, it's in a house, it's going to do all these things. Th- it's more about the gimmicks than the characters. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if a Candyman, who is basically a slasher villain, just a supernatural slasher, will have the... Legs for sequels because I don't know if I don't know if the horror fans like that anymore or the want
1: character. Well, I mean, though to be fair, the the biggest horror hit that we've had in the last five years have been the two It movies, which are very much sold as "come see Pennywise."
0: The, that's kind of a different one because there's that's such a Stephen King that's such a he's such a huge IP himself
1: he is but but the it movies based around that character are so much bigger than any of the other Stephen King adaptations that we've had recently even ones that have been hits like pet cemetery they're nowhere near as big as it and it is specifically about the clown You
0: know, but that's one out of how many other sorts of horror films that have succeeded. I mean, look at the—I mean, Don't Breathe Two has done fine, and with its budget making twenty-four, almost twenty-five million dollars, it's very good for that movie. But Don't Breathe Guy is not gonna get another sequel.
1: He, you don't think he gets to complete the trilogy?
0: maybe but but you know and it's also like look at something else that the that purge. would be the
1: tagline complete the trilogy
0: yeah exactly that's a great one but something like the purge the purge is the concept that's selling it i think when you're saying it you're you're talking about one specific thing and and it's not but that's not the the way that horror is really popular anymore Right, it's right. characters based on specific horror characters.
1: Right. Well, I mean, let's say Candyman might be able to to lead that charge to bring it back. And you know,
0: Halloween with Mike Myers, that last one was huge. Right. And Halloween Kills may be huge. And God, Sony looks so dumb for moving Venom right now because I feel so like dumb. Venom would be obviously d- the eighteen to thirty fours are going. They, yes. they don't care. The they oldsters yeah. are not going, but the oldsters are not going to drive business for Venom. Let there be carnage. It's the no. youngsters that are going to. So that that movie with the positive signs we're seeing here, Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. at a hundred million dollars, Free Guy barely in freefall, mm-hmm. dropping only twenty nine percent. That movie would have done bo- would have done Bobo.
1: Yeah, if Candyman could open. To twenty-two million dollars at the dog days of August, Venom in a few weeks definitely would have gotten eighty to one hundred million opening weekend for sure. I, th- I think at this point now there's no doubt,
0: and it was a boneheaded move, and I, they, they should be kicking themselves because yeah. now they're going up against Halloween Kills,
1: and you never want to see too or, or strong... moving to next year or moving to next year at this point.
0: There's a there's a rumor about it. Right. I don't I I I just I mean if you're if you're staying in that spot then maybe you should move it because why would you send why would you have those two movies battling it out? You're you're just you're just making people's decision harder at the theater. They it should be bang you get to see Venom, then you get to see Bond, then you get to see Mike Myers, right? It's, you know, you want to have those, like I've said previously, and we've said this right now, these studios shouldn't be really in competition with each other. They should be helping each other. Because, yeah. It's
1: collusion time. It's it's well, time for some good old fashioned, but positive collusion
0: because where they're, you know, exhibiting their wares is in danger. And so mm-hmm. you need to get out of this Post-pandemic-ish time, with strong theaters, and then you can go back to bashing each other's heads in.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I, 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 do think that. Yeah, Sony was a couple of weeks ago was probably already pegging Venom, or I'm sorry, already looking at like, yeah, Candyman's going to open in single digits. Free guys are going to bomb and and make nothing. And now I think that seeing the last couple of weeks of like really positive box office results, they they have got to be yeah they got to be kicking themselves for moving Venom because I mean right now it does seem pretty clear that you know the the sort of vaccinated age you know the 18s and up until you until you get into like 50 like that group is going to the movies. In a number that was pretty close to what it was a few years ago. Yeah. If the movies are good and people like it and want to see it, they're going to go see it. That I think that's what we're seeing right now.
0: And I understand moving something like Clifford. Because that's yes. a film for the under-12s. Yes. And, yes, under-12s would be allowed in theaters with masks. But still, I can understand parents not wanting to bring their kids in there with mass and all the vaccinated people turning and looking at them and being like, what's up? Right, right, right. So I understand. Well, I mean, adults shouldn't be at Clifford without kids anyway. I mean, that should be a law, but I do think that I understand those moves. I understand the day and date for Adam's family too, but moving Venom, let there be carnage does not make sense. And these Things that have been happening the last couple weekends are proof positive that we the theaters are stronger than people believe they could be, mm-hmm. and they pulled a real really huge boner. Sony did
1: so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the so one other thing I, I want to say on Candyman again, this is a really good opening weekend, twenty two million. We're talking about whether this will lead to a Candyman franchise, and. I think the one issue I could see that happening is, you know, not not to spoil, but, no, but I, you can't no.
0: say anything about this movie, Pat. We saw well, this movie this past weekend. You cannot, we saw this I,
1: movie. Don't Here. ruin it. I'm not. You know what? Spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, Move don't ahead do thirty that. seconds.
0: Well, it's only been one weekend. Let people I, see this movie and make their decision for themselves.
1: Okay, I'm not gonna give away plot. Here's what I'll say because the, the 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 box office issue with this movie going forward is that there's not a clear Candyman represent. There's not a clear singular vision of Candyman and who Candyman is in this movie in the way that there was in the original franchise. We're like. Here was one actor who's definitely playing Candyman, and now you know what Candyman looks like. Like, I think that's the problem. This potential movie series is going to have is they didn't really establish like, okay, this is what Candyman, who Candyman is. Yeah, is that I mean, spoiling you, things.
0: It, it is. It is. I think it is. But I. Th- but I think you know, we, 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 fuck it. It's raw i We don't, can't help it.
1: I don't think that's spoiling things because the trailer doesn't do that. The trailer doesn't say, Here is Candyman. And all I'm saying (laughs) is, that continues into this movie.
0: Okay. But I don't think we need to get any more into it. I think let us. Let the audience decide if
1: they've been spoiled. Don't you tell. Don't you just assume they've been spoiled. They'll tell us if they felt that was a spoiler. I don't think it was, but we'll let them decide.
0: Well, they're already going to feel spoiled now because I no, they might I, not. I set them up to f- to feel spoiled.
1: But they're they're their own people. If they didn't feel spoiled, then they won't feel spoiled. Well,
0: here's and if they go did, see, if they did, go then see Candyman, email us. Yeah, go see Candyman and then tell us if you've been spoiled.
1: Yes, email us at the BoBoysPodcast at gmail Let us know if you felt like I did a, a really good job. Of, of saying something that 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 didn't spoil you in any way, or let me know let us know if I spoiled you.
0: What Either I was way. gonna what I was gonna say is yeah. that let's wait till next weekend to see what the drop on this is. Mm-hmm. It'll have a little bit more room for people to have seen this film and understand maybe what you were saying there, yes. and then we can talk about
1: it. Because this movie
0: has only been out for four days right now.
1: It has, and I didn't spoil anyone, so it's okay.
0: Okay, well, that is up to debate. Mm -hmm. Now, Free Guy, small drop, and I would say, let's not talk too much about Free Guy. It's still doing amazing business. Uh Uh-huh. But we've talked a lot about Free Guy, that this is big for Ryan Reynolds. This is, he's a star. He brings people to the theaters this is a definitive thing now because it was always kind of up in the air because he was maybe just deadpool and now he has opened a original ip film Mm -hmm. opened it and sustained its success now the reason why i say let's not talk too much about it is because it's at 78.9 and this movie is going to go to 100 and i think we really should talk about it
1: when it gets to 100 when okay okay so you want you want to save it so it hits that round number and I think, I think then something so. we could talk about then in a few weeks is the story of free Guy has been the holds and yes. I think we could compare it to some other great summer movie holds that we've seen I mean let, let's see if well, let's see if we could say it at the same time what is what is the big one the famous example of a summer movie that had incredible holds. On three, we'll do it. One, two, three. There's something, something about, about Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't say there is because I was like because I was like yeah something about Mary.
1: So you go right to the abbreviation.
0: I abbreviate it. It's like yeah, a, a friend I, of I mine. I give it
1: this full respect.
0: To to me, it's like a family member. Okay. So I'm like yeah, yeah but, something about Mary. I say but something. but to you
1: it's. A, to you, to you, it's uh, it's like a cousin. To me, it is a, a like a, a, a an elder family member. It's an uncle or a, a parent, you know, one one to be respected. Someone respected,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's something about Mary's a family member, but it's a family member who has to sit the whole time.
0: Mm, yeah. Because
1: they they just can't get up, but they they don't need to get up because you come to them.
0: Well I mean again, email us if you think that I'm I'm being a little bit too familiar mm-hmm. with
1: something about Mary. There's something about Mary, one of the all-time great summer movie holds from weekend to weekend and yeah, I think I think that'll be something fun we could do soon is compare that to free Guy because yeah the story of free Guy is these drop-offs are low, people are loving it. And this is the story of the summer, this movie.
0: Well, another story of the summer. Mm -hmm. And this is the film we have to celebrate because coincidentally, Pat, I don't know if you look at our iTunes feed or iTunes Apple music feed or any place you find our podcast, but we are now doing our 100th episode on this feed. Wow. Now it's not our 100th episode overall because we were doing some we did some of these on a different feed. Are those lost to time or are those still here?
1: I think they're lost to time. I think they I I think I think people only care about this this current feed.
0: Yeah, this so. is the this is the feed of record and mm-hmm. this is the 100th episode on this feed and wow. it just so happens that Jungle Cruise reached $100 million on the weekend before our 100th episode on wow. this feed. And so, as a celebration, I feel like we should do our patented, I think copyright and restricted, mm-hmm. diving up the millions.
1: Yes. I, I, I mean, listen, I love all of our other box office prognosticators and analysts that we've become friends with. Jeff Bach of Zibert Relations Co., and and uh, Scott Mendelson, of course, uh, uh, at Forbes, the legendary writer, and uh, Brandon, creator of Box Office Mojo and Box Office Revival. All these people were are getting to know, but if I ever see anyone out there divvying up the millions, it's we go litigation right from friendships time. to the litigation, 100 Yeah,
0: litigation time.
1: Yeah. So, you know, come up with your other thing. You know, carve up the apple or, I don't know, whatever. Come up with something else. But don't divvy up the millions. That's us. That's the BO boys. Yes. So
0: I feel like this is going to be very simple. Okay. Sometimes our divvying up the millions can get very... This, I think, might be the most contentious segment we do.
1: Okay. So you you think it's going to be simple yet contentious.
0: No. But it, it a lot of times this is a very contentious segment of the show yes if you go back to our when we divvied up the 20 million dollars that war with grandpa made
1: right you famously barely wanted to give any to the kid
0: yes that was i i think i was i was a little bit overzealous there and i do apologize for that but we've also i think batted heads when we did king kong uh, godzilla versus kong as well
1: Yes. Yes. No. We I we mean, end up arguing heavily on all of these segments. Every time we divvy up the hundred million or the whatever million, it it's, it always comes. To, it always is a battle. So I'm sure it'll be that way right now.
0: But I, you know, I I I feel like this won't be because all I'm right. gonna start it off. Okay. With I feel like the bulk of this.
1: Okay. Has well, to go
0: to Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: I would agree. Right. So okay, it's just so then. This how might... much though? So we're divvying up hundred million. I mean, let's think. What are the main uh, uh, either people or 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 uh, factions that we want to divvy up the million to are obviously the two stars, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt. I mean, I think the ride itself is gonna to have to be a factor. How much are we giving to the ride? To the original IP. Now, I mean, I'm, what not,
0: are, I'm not a Disney head, but I, uh, But we've had several people on this show say that it is not a popular ride. It is not one an, of the most popular rides at Disney World or Disneyland, whichever one it's at.
1: Yeah, people have said that, but they've all been on it. You know, that's the thing is no matter how many, if, if you say, oh, it wasn't my favorite one, you still rode the Jungle Cruise. You but know, it's you, also
0: the last, um, one of the later ones that got in made into movies. I mean, Haunted Mansion got made into a movie. Pirates of the Caribbean got made into a movie. Jungle Cruise was lagging behind.
1: Right. Well, they were, I mean, they were been working on it forever. I'm sure they started working on a version of the Jungle Cruise back when uh, Little Mermaid came out in the 80s, so... They they took their time and they they nailed it. I think the I think the ride itself is one of the factors. Are there any other besides the ride? The two big stars. Um, I mean, one of the other actors in this movie, the villain of this movie, is played by Jesse Plemons.
0: Yeah, so I think this is where we're gonna fight.
1: Okay. We'll
0: most likely fight there, so let's not do that first. Let's be. So, are there first. are there
1: any other factors that you want to throw into the mix that we haven't brought up yet?
0: No, and uh, well, I just want to shout out the director who is somebody who I don't think he's going to get any of the millions, and if he does, it might be a very small uh, mm-hmm. segment of it. But he is—he's is a guy who directed mostly horror. For a okay. while before this, he did the House of Wax remake in two thousand five. Wow! He did Orphan in two thousand nine. Then he did a few Liam Neeson stars. He did. Let me see. I got it up here. He oh, yeah. Did he did
1: Unknown, The River, Nonstop, Nonstop, the Run All Night. So and he's then an action
0: guy. He did. He had a huge hit with 2016's yes. The Shallows. Right. So he is and I'm I I his name is J, uh, J I,
1: I'm probably going to say it wrong. He's it, a Spanish American film director, Juami Colette Sara. We'll go yeah. with that. We'll go with Colette Sara as Colette Sarah.
0: Name. Yes. And this it, I think it's it's very interesting that he was the choice for this film, mm-hmm. and it and it absolutely paid off. Now, he's not going to get any of the millions because he has to do more movies that succeed at the level of this film in order to get some of these millions. I think,
1: but so you don't think you don't think he gets any millions for, for I, what is I, his second hit movie on the sea? You know, I, think I can see gets if, he a few no, if he had no millions. He gets a few million. Yeah, we'll give the director a few million.
0: But he's not going to get... He's, no, he's, not he's not, get He might not million. get as much as The Ride.
1: Okay, so then aside... So, so far we've got The Director. We've got The Ride. We've got The Villain, Jesse Plemons. We've got, of course, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt. Any other factors here that we want to give some of the millions to? Does Does Mickey Mouse himself get any millions? Does... No. uh. Uh, or yeah, I don't know what else would possibly. Bob Chapek get gets no millions. No, no, the CEO of of Disney gets no millions on this. Um, here's one more that I'll throw out there to get some millions. Does Scarlett Johansson get any of the millions because her lawsuit story? came out around the same time when jungle cruise was coming out and it indirectly created some buzz for people thinking about what will jungle cruise do at the box office? Did her lawsuit against Disney create some extra publicity for the jungle cruise?
0: That's a good one. And I think if, if she does win her lawsuit, she probably will end up indirectly ma- getting some money off of Jungle Cruise.
1: Okay, so then you know what? We'll give her something in this. I think those are the those she's yeah, Scarlett Johansson will will get some of these millions. So they we'll, we'll may design. have to
0: take money from Jungle Cruise to pay her payout.
1: Pay her settlement. Okay, great. So I think we've got all the players now. So the question we both is agree. how much
0: does does the rock get?
1: Right, because we both agree. I mean, it's him and Emily Blunt are the two main ones. So, are we looking at like, you know, the rock gets fifty million, he gets half, and and Emily Blunt gets thirty million? Is it in that range, or or are we thinking the ride needs to get more? Because I do think the ride is is got to get some.
0: I would not give Emily Blunt thirty million.
1: You would not give her that much.
0: I wouldn't give her that much. I could see. I could give her twenty. Oh, Rock definitely is fifty a, or more.
1: But it's a summer of blunt.
0: It's the summer of blunt. But still, she is. I. I don't think
1: she's she, a movie star.
0: She is. A, she. She. Okay.
1: She is a movie star.
0: She's. A, she's a. She's a draw. She's definitely a draw. She's higher than a value add. I would say she is she is a movie star in pencil right now.
1: Yes. Because a movie star status could go away, as we've said. You know, you, you could you could get to that point where you are a lifelong movie star no matter what happens. So she's not there.
0: She's not yeah, like Jack Nicholson or Denzel Washington. Julia, Julia Roberts Roberts right. But you I know, think Caprio's in that. He's yes. he's in ink. They're all in indelible ink. You can't they're permanent marker stars. Right.
1: I would say Emily Blunt is right now a movie star, and she's Penciled a movie in. star on a on a hot streak. You know, she's having the big summer and The Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson is obviously a bigger movie star. Possibly I would say at this point he's in it, he's in ink. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, is, is an inked movie star. Oh, he's definitely an ink, yes. Um, But she's the one who came into this movie coming off of, a, of Quiet Place 2, which everyone loved just a couple of months ago. So I I got to fight for her to get 30. So, so he
0: promoted... The Rock and Emily both promoted this heavily. Yep. The Rock... Great at promo, he promoted it even in its second weekend, which a lot of stars don't do. Once the mm-hmm. f- first weekend's over, they're 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 on s- some rich guy's plane heading wherever right. they're heading, right? And he was there tweeting, doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to get more than fifty because I think he needs to get the bulk of it. So I- at the very least, give him fifty-one million. Right, because I would say he is the biggest reason why this is at a hundred.
1: Right, right. So
0: if we don't want to give him sixty, we got to at least give him fifty-one million, because that means that he has the majority stake in the success of this film.
1: Okay, so he's getting fifty-one. I think then I think Blunt gets gets thirty, because that let's give her, tour.
0: Let's give her twenty-nine.
1: Twenty-nine, because I can't huh. go
0: to thirty. With her. So,
1: so you're you're basing the the difference here on his track record. Obviously, he's got just so many more big hits than she does.
0: Because if you're giving him fifty and then you're giving her thirty, that is not, that's crazy. She, but he's fifty. If he's fifty, then she's twenty.
1: No, but the yes, big, the a big reason why this movie is, I think, having such good holds, is very specifically that people like the chemistry between the two of them. And that promo tour was all about that. It wasn't just The Rock going out there and talking in, in, on his Instagram by himself. Their promo tour was the two of them sitting in chairs, cracking wise on each other, you know, having that not quite romantic, more like a romantic brother sister weirdo chemistry that everyone loved. Whatever that chemistry is, it's a little weird, but everyone loved it. And and it's about the two of them together.
0: I, I will I'll give her twenty nine. I won't give her thirty, and I think you should take that because it's close enough. It's close and it enough. It makes it and it makes it easier to do the math.
1: Okay, I'll take it for that reason to keep it a round right. number. So so we're at. Eighty million just on those two stars, twenty million to go. Is the third most important thing the IP, or is it Jesse Plemons as the villain? The,
0: it's the IP. It's a hundred percent the IP.
1: So you don't think he's a a value add or a draw?
0: He's a value add, but he's not a draw the way the fact that this is a ride is i right. think jesse plemons is the person who brought in some of the parents which is big because mm-hmm. they're having a hard time getting oldsters and of course oldsters need, need to bring the youngsters so i do i will i do think that jesse plemons is well liked enough he's odd enough and a, mm-hmm. enough of a draw to a certain demographic that normally would not see this film mm-hmm. which is important because you have to get those people who aren't Disney heads or rock heads or blunt heads. You right. got to get the rando heads. Right. And the Plemons heads came out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, and it's a, a good situation where he plays the villain and it's a special effects movie, but he's able to be the special effect. He's able to just sound and look strange enough that they don't have to put him in, you know, clown makeup or they don't have to like you know do a special effect where his skin turns into a snake or something like that. It's just like he's he's got the look that he doesn't need any special effects on top of it.
0: Okay, which well, you don't I mean, get with every actor. That's that's very true. So what is he? I mean, he's so I think. Well, the I IP,
1: think, the IP. Do we give the IP ten million? Yeah, I think the IP gets ten. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the IP gets 10, so that's well,
0: 90. So we got Giamatti in here, too. Oh, I i mean, I love Giamatti personally. He's not the draw that Plemons is, because Plemons is the new
1: Giamatti. Well, that's the thing. It's like, when I watched this movie on Disney+, Plus, I didn't know who else was in it, to be honest, other than... The Rock, and Emily Blunt. I didn't know Giamatti was going to be in it. I didn't know Jesse Plemons would be in it. And you meet Giamatti's character first. And I immediately think, okay, Paul Giamatti, he's in the Jungle Cruise, he's going to be the big villain. He's basically just a comedic character that's in there for one scene at the beginning and one scene at the end. Um, Okay. so, So there is something to that. Where it's like, yeah, Jesse Plemons is taking a role that would have been Giamatti's before. Well, I guess was that his
0: passing the torch? Was that a passing the torch scene? How Arnold walked by The Rock in the Rundown. Right. Is that Giamatti being like, take it and care for it, Jesse?
1: Right. Although to be fair, Giamatti actually, now that I think of it. Is in a big blockbuster. This is actually his spot, is being the cameo guy, comic relief. Okay, so I think I think overall, as much as I love Giamatti, I don't think he gets anything here. Okay, I don't think so. I mean, do we give him? Do we give him half a million? Yeah. So so how about this
0: then? We give the we give. Jesse Plemons four, okay. And then we give well, we can give Jesse Plemons four and a half, and then give Giamatti half a mil.
1: Okay, great. I like that. Uh, yeah, then, l- let Giamatti get a little something. I mean, come yeah, on.
0: he gets his beak wet. He deserved it. Yeah. Of all the achievements he's done throughout his 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 cinematic career, he deserves to make a little bit of money here. Yeah. And then let's give the director. I mean, do we want to just give the director a cool five because he's had some success? He's did this movie; people liked it. He was able to switch from horror to family, which right. is pretty difficult. But Peter he, but Jackson he, did it. But but he uh,
1: solidified his his uh, ability to to make hits on the water. He's yeah, a water so- guy.
0: Well, Black Adam is his next project with The Rock. That's the DC film, which I don't think is features water prominently. So it's up so, to it's 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 up in the air whether he will be able to maintain the success. But I do think he
1: deserves some dough. Well, if if we're at ninety five million now, uh, fifty one for the Rock, we used
0: up uh, all of it.
1: Well, 51 for The Rock, 29 for Blunt. That brings to 80. 10 for the IP. They were at 90. Four and a half for uh, Jesse Plemons and 500 grand for Giamatti were at 95. I think the uh, other than the director, we do have to give some money to ScarJo as part of her settlement oh, for Black Widow.
0: absolutely. Okay. Okay. So two for the director, three for ScarJo.
1: Yes. ScarJo, yeah, I agree. ScarJo gets more than the director of the movie. Yes. Because she's, she's a, just she a is a fish. movie star. He yeah.
0: understands. He he understands. If we yeah. told him, if we sit him down and say, listen, we we're going to give you five, but then we remembered ScarJo, and he'd say, so you gave ScarJo five, and we'd say, no, we gave you two and her three, and he, he'd he say, oh, well, okay.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I can't believe you gave me two.
0: I can't. Yeah, thank you for the two.
1: Yeah. I think that's great. And again, I do think that The timing of the ScarJo lawsuit put some extra eyeballs on Jungle Cruise. So I I think she did actually help this movie.
0: Great. So let's do the—we already went kind of through the rundown, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's another big payday for The Rock and for Emily Blunt, and they deserve every penny of it.
0: Yeah. Do we applaud them?
1: Sure. You ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Great. Now let's look forward to Labor Day weekend, a notoriously down weekend mm-hmm. for the theaters and the release of Marvel's latest
1: film, uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and how many rings is it? Ten? Ten. And the Ten Rings. Yes.
0: Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting thing for Marvel to release this on Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, unless this is a huge, huge disaster, it will be the biggest opening for a labor day film ever Mm -hmm. beating halloween the
1: reboot but by mm -hmm. i'm sorry well yeah not not the recent reboot
0: oh i'm so sorry yeah the second reboot that was uh done by
1: What's his Rob, name? Jeez. Rob Zombie. So this is the the Halloween movie that came out in 2007 directed by Rob Zombie. Yes, yeah, so this the is the highest grossing opener on Labor Day weekend. I actually I'm looking at a list right now of the biggest opening weekends in the history of Labor Day weekend. Are you looking at the 3-day or the 4-day? I'm looking at the 3-day. Are you on the numbers? I am on the numbers.
0: Okay, because this is a very interesting list. And number two. Are we seeing the same number two?
1: Yeah, and it's bullshit. Number it's two horse is bullshit.
0: Shit. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That is not. Num- okay. Well, let's um. Yeah. The number the number two mo- uh, Labor Day weekend opening of all time, is listed as being Tenant at twenty million dollars, which. I mean, go back in your B.O. Boys history, listen to the the episode where we talked about the opening weekend of Tenet last September. Uh, that was a fake number. The real opening weekend of Tenet was closer to about $9.5 million. We broke it what? down live on the air, and and the 20 is a fully inflated number that used uh, uh, box office from the week before, and from other countries, and it's all not a three day; it's now.
0: a three week; it's a it's a it's a few months; it's it's whatever it made in previews weeks before it. It's a it's a fake number, and the fact that the numbers, I mean, they do have it, they do have it highlighted, and but they should not have it on this list.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting; they have it highlighted, but there's no there's no like asterisk next to it that tells you why it's highlighted they just highlight it
0: they should add an asterisk but we do need to say halloween made 26.3
1: yes so that's the number to beat for shang chi which i mean yeah unless this is a complete mind-blowing disaster it's gonna break that record i'm just looking at some of the other so i'm just gonna run through this top 10 the possession in 2012 Made seventeen three. million, yeah. In two thousand twelve, is not made seventeen million. Then Transporter Two made sixteen million. The One Direction, uh, documentary made fifteen million. Jeepers Creepers Two, in two thousand three, made fifteen million. Wow, I did not expect to see Jeepers Creepers Two that high. George Clooney's The American in two thousand ten made thirteen million over Labor Day weekend. Jeepers Creepers. In 2001 made 13 million then Machete in 2010 at 11 million and then Balls of Fury Labor Day weekend 2007 made 11.3 million dollars so those are the types of movies that end up number 1 on Labor Day weekend I mean those are not big movies two of your top 10 Highest opening Labor Day weekend movies are Jeepers Creepers movies.
0: Yes. Thin soup, as
1: we say, around here. Wow. So so Shang-Chi's opening is not going to be enough to push either Jeepers Creepers movie out of the top 10. It'll nudge them down, but they'll still both be in the top 10. This is going to... This is, though, going to nudge Balls of Fury out of the all-time top ten for Labor Day weekend openings.
0: Which is a shame, because otherwise that movie has no footprint whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the it's it's interesting that Disney's putting this film out now. And it is going to be theatrical only, no premiere access, 45-day mm-hmm. window. Mm-hmm. And they're putting the marketing muscle behind this. I've seen this, the commercials for this film everywhere. Trailer before Candyman. And Box Office Pro is saying for the three day, anywhere from 35 to 55. So it's. I don't want to say it's a guarantee that it's going to be Halloween. Okay. Because you can't guarantee anything. But I believe it will the big question here is can it go over 55 because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't go over 55 it will be the lowest grossing opening weekend for any of the mcu films that are in that kevin feige cycle right 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 so June 13th, 2008, The Incredible Hulk opened to 55.4. So if Shang-Chi makes less money than 55.4 in its Mm three-day, then it will be the lowest of all time. I hope this does not happen. Right. Because right now we need successes at the theater. And I have every reason to believe that this movie can be an unprecedented Labor Day success because— As we've seen with the theaters and theatrical releases, things are true until they're not. Mm -hmm. Blockbusters don't open in August until they do. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I don't think that this is going to start a trend of Labor Day movies opening to Baffa Bobo because there is so much stacked against it, obviously. People are got that feeling in their gut that they got to go back to school or it was the first week back to school or whatever it is. And they want to be outside. They want to be Roman free. They might not want to be inside a theater and last cookout, last pool party, last fireworks display, whatever you want to say. That's what this weekend is for. So mostly that's why Labor Day weekend does not create Bafa Bobo. Right. But what we're seeing is that people will go see films they want to see no matter when they come out. Mm -hmm. And if this is a film people want to see, then people will go see it. And it's Mm -hmm. as simple as that. I don't think a cookout is going to keep somebody from going to see Shang Chi take three hours out of their day, four hours out of their day to go see a movie that they're very much anticipating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then the question though is, Is Shang-Chi that movie that people are anticipating? That people are going to forego family events, going to the beach, you know, tossing the frisbee around for the last time before it gets cold? Are they, is this the movie that makes them forego that? Because, yeah, Free Guy is a movie that people want to see. And so they're putting other stuff aside to go see Free Guy. They want to see Opening Weekend Candyman, all that stuff. Black Widow got people out. Is this that movie? To to that level? Because listen, the baseline, like we said, there there's there's really not a world unless it's a huge disaster that this movie makes less than 30 million opening weekend. It's not gonna do that, but is this at the level where it's going to do sixty million and up?
0: Well, right now it's 91% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I know that doesn't mean anything because most Marvel movies are high on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially early on, I think they're good at getting critics, friendly critics in early. I,
0: I will say, Buzz is good on this film, but also Buzz can mean very little. Right. I will point to, though... That not looking at openings of films, mm-hmm. but just weekends at the box office, labor, uh, labor Day weekends at the box office, the number three grossing film weekend, Labor Day weekend, is Crazy Rich Asians made $28.5 million, I believe, in its third weekend of release, which was Labor Day weekend. Okay. Now that is a lot of money. That movie mm-hmm. was a phenomenon. Yep. And it had it's talking about great holds. That film that, had great holds.
1: Yes, that's in the some there's something about Mary uh level in terms of holds. That that's a classic holder.
0: But Shang-Chi is aiming towards that demographic. It's just true. I mean, it's not it's aiming towards everybody, but the thought is that This is going to be a demo that will over-index greatly. Okay. And I think that's possible. Now, Crazy Rich Asians, fun, big best-selling book, romantic comedy. So it's different than Mm Shang-Chi. But if there's an over-index here, I think it can get to 65 or 70.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the big question because when you look at the Marvel movies, yeah, the big comps are it's got to get over that Incredible Hulk number so that it's not the lowest grossing MCU movie opening it weekend could, of all time. Could be
0: Ant-Man at 57.
1: Then it's got, yeah, Ant-Man is, that's sort of the watermark where I think if... I think if Shang-Chi opens to 60 or above, everyone's going to breathe pretty easy. You know, it, it'll feel like a success because in the end, that Ant-Man that opened up to $57 million is considered a hit. You know, it, it got a sequel. It, it may not be, you know, it's not Iron Man level, but it that, that was considered a success. So if Shang-Chi gets over that, then I think everything above that is gravy The question is, does it have any shot of getting to a Doctor Strange level opening? Because Doctor Strange was another movie like Shang-Chi that was, you know, the introduction of a new character. People, it wasn't a big movie star. Bennett Cumberbatch is not a big movie star, so it wasn't a sure thing. And I'm just looking up real quick. That movie, I think, opened to like 84 Eighty five. Doctor Strange was eighty five. Eighty five, I nailed it. So that's the, that's the rarefied air where if, if Shang-Chi somehow gets into the eighties, then everyone's doing cartwheels in the street next weekend. And so it is a
0: rough weekend for that. It is such a hard weekend. It's such a hard yeah. It, people it really wanna is, go to I the do, beach. I do yes, I do want to warn people yes. to not Say the sky is falling if this film does not make $80 million or $65 million. The Labor Day is so hard to make money on.
1: Here, Here's something that, that I, I think could affect how big this movie could be is it doesn't appear, I'm trying to look it up now, and I can't remember an instance of this. I don't think the Shang-Chi character has yet to appear in an MCU movie, like in a, in a stinger or in a cameo, right? Like this would be the full on first appearance of, of Shang-Chi, right? Unless he's in
0: one of the TV shows. I, uh, but I, 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 I would believe that this is his big screen debut at the very, very least.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm looking at, and I, I think that is true. Um, Here's an article from Variety, Shang-Chi and all the MCU connections. But yeah, I don't think this is a situation where like the way Black Panther, you know, the Chadwick Boseman Black Panther was introduced in a cameo before the Black Panther movie came out. I think he was in Civil War or one of those movies.
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: So that could, you know, this could be a factor where they didn't do that. And it's a fully cold turkey introduction of a character that people have never seen before. I mean, I, I'm i with don't you. Sound,
0: you don't sound positive here. I
1: don't sound super positive on this, but I, I'm with you in a... If this movie opens at like 45 million or 50 million, we can't go into Sky is Falling mode because I think that this is possibly just a character that people are going to have to get to know rather than go into it being jacked out of their minds to finally see. Because I think it is just such a brand new character that there is not the, and I could be wrong, but there might not be the huge fan base that is looking to just put aside everything else to forego their barbecues and, and have to see this opening weekend. There is a chance where that's not the case for this movie. And therefore, it ends up opening at like 47 million dollars for the 3 day. And we can't lose our minds if that happens.
0: No, we can't. And cuz then we're in hold territory wherein mm-hmm. what is the hold second weekend? Because if it makes 48 and then has a twenty nine percent hold. That is a success. Mm-hmm. So here we got to get to it. We got to give
1: our prediction.
0: So so and it's hard because we don't know. We don't know. But we will go out on a limb. We're not going to so say let, anywhere from thirty five to fifty five, uh, huh? We're going to no, say what we think.
1: We're given a number.
0: So well, first let's do the do you think pat yeah it beats the incredible hulk
1: i'm going under i think it i think it makes less than 55 in the three day you are going under i'm going under yeah how low will you go i think i'm gonna go with the number of 49 million for the three day
0: 49 for the three day now that's the thing is that there's going to be some confusion here because they're going to talk about the four day they're definitely going to they're going to bang the drum of the four day and if the four days over 55 people are going to think it's not the lowest we'll we'll do all this next weekend
1: yeah yeah because we're going to have we won't go on the air until we got a three day and we got a four day and we'll make sure you know the difference
0: yeah so we'll probably be on the air on Tuesday it'll be worth the wait
1: but I I think that yeah I'm going with forty nine million dollars three day opening for Shang Chi. Wow. Okay.
0: I will go to make this fun. And to I will I will say over. I'll say fifty five. Okay. And I'll even say it makes more than Ant Man. Okay. But I it is not going to touch the cloak of doctor strange
1: so what's your number
0: my number is 59 million dollar
1: 3 day interesting so basically you you're you're confident uh, to a degree a 10 million dollar degree over how how confident i am
0: yeah and you know what here's what i hope i hope that this weekend we're Looking at deadline, and we're seeing Shang-Chi smashes Labor Day mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. And then the increase over the weekend, the stronghold on Saturday, the dip on Sunday, of course, and then maybe a nudge up on Monday. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for success for box office, and if this movie overperforms, that will be great for mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a good opening, it's also fine.
1: Right, theaters will could survive, hold. and it could yeah, hold. It's going to have holds. the month of September. It's, it's going to have a. It's going to have a lot of space in September.
0: Well,
1: that's the big thing. Yeah, Shang Chi has got a lot of room to breathe, especially because Venom: Let There Be Carnage, unfortunately, was moved out of late September. So, you know, the 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 thing is, if Shang Chi opens at like thirty million, we never listen. It it still wouldn't be panic situation for movie theaters because I think it's clear. If people want to see a movie, they're going to the movies, but, but there will be panic if this movie opens that low. There because will be panic,
0: but there shouldn't be because there, sh- there should labor-
1: be, there shouldn't be, but there should be a little, if this movie opens at like 31, there should, yeah, be, there a should be a little panic. Bit. Yeah. Because it is a Marvel movie that's the thing it's 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 a weird situation because this is a marvel movie but it is a marvel character that i don't think they've done a good job of prepping everyone for like i am surprised that they missed the boat on doing what they've done in the past of having the character be shown in a stinger or a cameo in a previous movie so they Well, they,
0: let's say cuz we don't know 100% if that's the case. I mean, I you've mean, seen I've, all the Marvel movies though, right? I've
1: seen all the Marvel movies and I I've been as we've been talking looking up some articles. They, you know, they have mentioned the 10 rings. It says in other Marvel movies and in, in you know, I in the Iron Man movies they they mentioned the 10 rings. And it looks like uh but that's yeah, like but,
0: mentioning vibranium in in Marvel movies, and then saying, "Oh, well, that's like introducing Black Panther." It's it's not the same
1: thing, right? Because Black Panther just he showed up in a movie, so people were were you got that buzz of, "Oh my God, we got to see him walk down a hallway," you know. And we th- haven't yet to see Shang Chi walk down a hallway in a Marvel movie, so that that's the that and the Labor Day uh, a barbecue factor. Those are two big factors that may to me, keep this below Incredible Hulk debut level mm-hmm. and possibly push it all the way down into the 30s, which would be then we shouldn't panic too much, but we should panic a little bit.
0: I mean, it's got to beat Halloween, right? it Is that it, it's, a slam doink?
1: I, I think that's a slam doink. I think it is a slam doink that this is the biggest... Labor Day weekend opening weekend of all time. I think that is a slam doink. It has to make twenty-seven million for sure. So we'll, well, say, we'll see. Do we I mean, want to I'm do top be... fives?
0: Oh, so top five. I gotta go. Shang Chi number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get nuts. Do you want to get nuts? Yeah, let's get nuts. I'm going to go free guy number two.
1: Interesting.
0: And then I'm going to say Candyman. Okay. Number three. And then I'll say Jungle Cruise. Okay. At four. And then Paw Patrol the movie at
1: number five. Interesting. I mean, that free guy at number two, that was a prediction I made last weekend correctly. That I thought Free Guy would skip over that week's number one movie, Paw Patrol. Because Paw Patrol opened at number one, right?
0: No, Free Guy opened. No, oh, you're Free right. Free Guy kept his it's number one.
1: Right, right. Oh, that's right. I actually made a mistake in that. I thought Jungle Cruise this weekend was gonna get ahead of Paw Patrol and it just barely missed out. That was my mistake, right. Okay, anyway. So I am gonna go. I don't think I am going to get nuts. I'm going to go Shang-Chi 1, Candyman 2, Free Guy 3, Jungle Cruise 4, and Paw Patrol 5. All right. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, it's going to be... I'm going to be on Pins and Needles this weekend.
1: Yeah, this will be one of those weekends where we're, we're texting each other as the numbers come in. I mean, it could be one of those weekends where we are going over to the Clubhouse app, talking to Brandon over at Box Office Revival on his weekly Sunday afternoon box office conversation. Like, we may need to do that this Sunday.
0: I feel like that—I know I said we wanted to keep it special and we only are both on this podcast, but depending on what happens with Shang-Chi, I mean, I guess either way, if it's Baffa Bobo or if— we're in crisis mode Mm -hmm. then we have to go and talk about it
1: yeah yeah and 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 to talk about it with brandon with other box office friends of ours we we yeah i i think there's a good chance that's happening this weekend so either way go on clubhouse subscribe to Box Office Revival, and the B.O. Boys may be there talking Shang-Chi on Sunday as the numbers roll in. It's, it's going to be a wild weekend.
0: I think the big thing will be that Friday mm-hmm. when we get preview numbers. Yeah. Because when we got that nice preview number for Candyman, the rest of the weekend felt good.
1: Yep. Because
0: yep. we didn't know it was going to do 22, but it was definitely going to do high teens after yes. the preview numbers. And... If we get a fat preview number for Shang-Chi mm-hmm. that guarantees mm-hmm. it beats Incredible Hulk, I think I will breathe easier on my Labor Day weekend and be yeah. able to enjoy my hot dog.
1: Right, 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 right. So we'll see. It's going to be a big weekend. Um, so email us, everyone, at the Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, like we said, let, let us know if I spoiled you earlier on the Candyman reboot. I don't think I did. You may disagree. We well, can't say I don't think know. I
0: did. You may, I mean, let them make a decision without you swaying them.
1: Well, you swayed him you one did. way. I sway them the other way. Well, exactly. Well, thought, we're, we're both we're both swaying, which okay. is fair. Um, either way, email us the Bo Podcast at gmail.com. and also let us know what you think, Shang Chi. Is going to do this Labor Day weekend. Will it end up as the lowest grossing opener in MCU history or will it beat Incredible Hulk? Will it beat Ant Man? Will it sniff Doctor Strange numbers? Let us know. The BO Boys podcast at gmail.com. Check out
0: our Substack. Yep. We have articles up there, trailer tracking, all that fun stuff. And otherwise, Pat, I think we did it. There's nothing left to say. but until next time we'll We'll smell smell
1: you you at at the the box box office. office nailed it nailed it